Hey people, this is Aram. This week we are joined by the cast of the Dungeon Rats for the final installment of our three-part series, Wrath of the Wild. Our guests are playing a band of elves led by the arisen god of speed, Otomiel, on a quest to figure out why so many yeti have descended into their woods from the spite of the sea. If you haven't heard the Dungeon Rats podcast yet, you need to know three things. It is brilliantly written and DM by Patrick O'Rourke. It is edited to perfection with original soundtracks by Carlos Luna. And many of the trials, monsters, and locations we encounter in the Endless Magical Dungeon are submitted by our listeners. Meanwhile, at the Court of Crowns. Uh, Skeletwins! Come on in, please. Hello. Well, the reason I asked you guys here is because Guardian Foxworks wants your sword in the Endless Dungeon. Ah, you mean this, this sword. sword. <laughs> <laughs> we have to make sound effects. It's a very silent sword, so it's not really a cool reveal. Well, as I understand it, it's a very powerful sword. Mm, yeah, it yep, is. Yep, it, it is. is. It, so is. it is very powerful. What does it do? Well, if I hit anyone, it sucks their personality straight out of their body into the tip of the sword, and then I can put that personality in anyone if I stab someone else. What happens to the first person? The first person becomes a shallow husk of what they once were. Mm -hmm. It's great. One time I stabbed Cher, and then I stabbed a squirrel. (laughs) Wait. And guess what happened? Cher became a shallow husk of what she once was, Mm -hmm. and the squirrel became Cher. You're talking about the legendary bard Cher? The legendary bard Cher. Is she now a a husk of herself, or is she a squirrel? I don't know. I don't remember if we switched her back. I really hope Mm -hmm. so, because, boy, she is a legend. She sings that song, In the End. Yeah, In In the the End. end, It doesn't even matter. I love that song. So good, so good, so good. (laughs) So good. It's my favorite. My favorite share song by far. So be sure to listen and subscribe to the funniest D&D podcast you have ever heard. In this week's episode, we are joining an elite group of elves who have come together after an initial team of scouts sent north by the Ironwood Elders to the Spine of the Sea in order to investigate unusual Yeti activity have gone missing. We have maps, character sheets, and my full DMs notes for this episode loaded right now for our gold and silver Patreon supporters at patreon.com godsfall. Now let's join our guest players as we dive back into the Ironwood. My name is Aram. Welcome back to God's Fall. God's Fall is a custom Dungeons & Dragons game that is played and recorded in Washington, D.C. and written and produced in Chicago. My name is Carlos Luna. I play Reuven Yestor, the level 5 wild elf fighter. My name is Alex Collier. I play Raul Valen, a level 5 wild elf rogue. I'm Serena Marie, and I play Saria Lenoran, a level 5 wild elf fighter. I'm Justine Kruger. I play Velatha Greffrin, a level 5 wild elf ranger. Hi, I'm Patrick O'Rourke, and I play Automil Leodon, a level 5 wild elf ranger. And Thalia Byrell, a level 5 high elf monk, was played by Mark Hunan. Previously on Godsmack. Previously on Aram's Fall. Oh man, and then I said, I said, give me a knife, and then I started stabbing. Wait, what? Oh, we're rolling? I forgot my line. Previously on God's Fall. The elves, led by Ottermeal, made their way across the flow and up the sloping foot of the spine of the sea, where they were ambushed by a trio of juvenile yetis. Dispatching them with relative ease, the party took a moment to investigate the corpses and were left with more questions than answers. I'm stripping the other, the dead yetis. One of the yetis has red angry welts across its chest and arms, and the other yeti seems to have a very large bruise. As though it was attacked by something or as though there was... Either a giant hit it with a club or it fell off something and may have struck a ledge, but there's a huge bruise on its right side. I don't care if we come across more Yeti. I can take them. 
something else is hunting them. Something was real hungry. Good. But the th- more dead, the better. Let's go. How are you not hearing this? This is something. I heard it, and I don't care. But I, I want to keep going. I, I want to save our own. Your vengeance will blind you. This isn't just about vengeance, isn't it? This though? is about my brother was up there. My brother sent a signal. We need to go help him. We don't know what has stopped him. Whatever was in here could be out there right now searching that. I said I would follow you, so let's go. I, like, sort of stay back with Reuven. You know, I just I just want to fight. You know what I mean? I don't want to argue. I don't want to play semantics. I just want to fight. And if that means that we go up the mountain today, then that's what we do. But we're wasting time. Reuven keeps looking straight forward. He grinds his teeth. And he says under his breath, Be careful what you wish for. You know there are others in the woods in front of you. I raise my hand up to indicate everyone to stop moving. This is a Kadarian patrol. There are soldiers. That is definitely an anti-theot. There's not a lot of reasoning with these people, and we know this. No. No. There's not a lot of reasoning, yeah. So how many do I see? You see a priest, two soldiers, and you see three others that are not dressed... They're not dressed in the in, in the traditional priest robes, but they're also not carrying weapons or armor. He looks an awful lot like Zion. Like, if Zion had an older brother. Do you know Zion? I don't know what you're talking about. You're lying. I know you're lying. He just grimaces. What is your relation to Zion? Zion was my brother. Was your brother? I have no brother. No half-god bastard brother. You have Zion all wrong. He's a hero. He's no hero. He's going to kill us all, just like the gods did, just like you will. You will lead to the death of all of us. We are only here to help and to protect those we love. How can that be dangerous? The gods are petty and cruel and small. And as you grow in power, you will forget who you were. Your mortal coil will leave you. Your heart will grow cold and you will lead to the death of a soul. Hate is pouring off him. So this very clearly bothers me. I pick up a handful of snow, throw it at his face, and start to walk away, and I say to the group, do with him what you will. He just glares back at all of you. Mm, Ooh, jeez. Okay. Uh, Did we find out anything about like how many people they have? Nothing, or? nothing at all. Yeah, not a single question. Okay, well, we should yeah. probably ask, like, you know, is there an army down there, or why they're taking the wood, or something yeah. like that. So, um, Saria goes up to the priest and says, "What is your purpose in this wood?" And he gives his name. Mm-hmm. He gives the unit that he's with, and that he's a Kadarian soldier. That's all he says. Name, rank, and serial number. I punch him as hard as I can in the face. Excellent. <laughs> you hit automatically. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So just go ahead and roll damage. One. So you just crack him one. Just like a nice solid jab. I'll follow that up with a question. Okay. Good cop. Bad cop. I like this. <laughs> Who's here with you? Doesn't say a thing. Name, rank, and serial number. Punch him once in the chest. A one. Like, Are well, you... you're, not, you're not trying to kill him. You just give him a jab. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I step over him. And I kneel down, so I'm kind of, you know, straddling him, and I grab his shoulders, and I say, I'll let you go. I'll give you what you need to heal if you tell me who you're here with and what your purpose is in these ones. I rolled a natural one. Okay. (laughs) Which would be three. He kind of leans forward, and his face kind of shifts, and you're absolutely convinced that he's going to tell you. So you lean in to listen to him, and he tells you his name and his rank, and his serial number, and he spits in your face. I take the back of my bow, and I slap him across my face with the pointy end. Roll to hit. 18. Nice. So you crack him across the face. Oh, roll a die four and add your strength. Two. Nice. So you kind of catch him, and it cuts his cheek a bit, and he's bleeding, and he just kind of rolls his head back at you, and he's just still staring hate. 
I just want you to know my personal instinct is to grab the part that cut and rip it straight down. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Wow. So that's not in character. It's not in character. No, that's just just Yeah. Um, Jesus. (laughs) I would like to try to persuade real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I get close to him. I kneel down to him. Look, friend, this is all a big misunderstanding. (laughs) You know that there's no way that you get out of here alive. Look at how everyone else has treated you. Maybe with your last breath, you could try to convince one of us of your perspective. And I'll just try to appeal to that side of him. Uh, oh, fuck a natural one. <laughs> oh, no. So he hears everything you say, and he starts to talk to you. And he talks for a while, and he talks about how they were preparing ships, and, he, and he's feeding you information in a pretty steady steam. But after a couple minutes, you realize he's just feeding you stuff you already know, yep. and he keeps kind of glancing back towards the campsite. I would like perception rolls. 10. 12. 10. These rolls are fucking 18. Awful. All right, so you guys are all kind of focused on this. You notice that that smoke has grown has the little trail of smoke is now darker and blacker, and this guy seems to have noticed it too, and is clearly stalling for time. As as the person who last talked to him, I like realize this isn't going anywhere. I take out my dagger and I just right into like his fucking throat. That will do it. Okay. Uh he dies yeah. right there. Yeah. Gasping and just staring with hate into your eyes, but you kill him right there. Yep. Yeah. I take an eyebrow. <laughs> you take an eyebrow from Zion's older brother, Moderate. He's right, you know. I do pose a great risk to everyone. I was really petty earlier when I was dealing with Raul. What if powers like mine fall into the wrong hands? Or what if my hands are the wrong ones? I think that's the right question to ask. Well, Adimil, if you want to prove yourself useful, then be of use. Help us, then. If you're afraid of being careless, then don't be. You guys, I just want to mention there's a very large smoke coming from uh, behind us right now. Uh, Margaret Thalia. <laughs> Thalia. Are you flirting with us, Thalia? <laughs> That's my flirting voice. <laughs> <laughs> Reuven puts his foot on the forehead of the monk that he uh, stabbed with the javelin, and he pulls it out. And as he's doing this, he says, Now is not the time for questions of what if. Now is the time for action. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I look at Raul and I say, I'm sorry for the way I treated you earlier. You are a powerful warrior, and I have your back. I'm trying so hard not to let this affect me, but, like, that's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. And I, uh, I, I, like, to turn away, like, just so that they don't see me, like, smile, like, a little yeah. bit. Aww. I, like, I, like, turn away to go back to the body of the person I killed. I take the arrow out of him, put it back in my uh, quill. And then I, I want to go over to where the other arrow is. It vanishes, is. by the way. When you put an, an arrow back, it just vanishes into the, the quill. Right, yeah. yeah. I want to go to the other arrow that missed and uh, snap it in half. You will be punished. Yes. Yeah. It's it's very super t- superstitious. Fair enough. I love it. So I want to uh, roll a perception on that camp. 18. Now, you guys, I mean, you guys are wood elves. This is what you do. Yeah. You creep up, you get within position, and you can see an active campsite. Past the western edge of the high forest is a sheer cliff that plunges hundreds of feet to the choppy waters below. The trees grow thin here, and a wide clearing sits between you and that drop. There are several tents set up in a circle to the north, and a massive copper and bronze steam-powered airship anchored to the south. Near the cliff edge is a proud ironwood tree, rung with kindling and a series of three metal trowels nailed to the trunk about five feet off the ground. A pair of Kadarian soldiers walk around the tree, carrying torches and lighting the kindling below it. They are being carefully directed by a trio of rather unpleasant-looking dwarves that are clearly from Gaul Hadir. 
Half a dozen other soldiers mill around the campsite and the massive bronze airship. The craft is a blimp with a long, narrow bay running underneath and a glass and bronze hexagonal cockpit protruding from the front. Four slowly turning blades are set at the front and back of the craft, attached by a series of chains and gears. Gouts of superheated steam are regularly expelled from several pipes along the top and sides of the blimp as it gently sways back and forth with the breeze, groaning against its ropes. In the center of the camp is a tall, older man draped in dark blue robes of the Antitheot priesthood. He wields a seeker staff, and the trio of thin silver bands on his sleeves mark him as an archbishop. He is speaking to another priest half his age, dressed in similar armor to the soldiers with a navy tunic tied over his steel breastplate. Just over his shoulder, you see two blackened craters where snow has been blasted away, and in the center of these craters are shattered ironwood stumps. Whatever the Kadarians are doing up here, they've already taken two ironwood trees. They're harvesting our trees, and we can't stand for this. A Valatha, roll knowledge nature. 26. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they are definitely gathered around Hagen's dream tree. You know this tree well. It's directly on the edge of a cliff. It's always been one of these majestic things that kind of grows out, and the, and the roots wrap around the edge of the cliff, and it just kind of stands in defiance to this I'm sorry, who's nothingness. gathering there? There are a couple dwarves around it. There are a couple soldiers as well. They're lighting fires at the base of it, and there's these weird metal circular troughs that have been attached to the tray and are being filled with some sort of liquid uh, right above the fires. You know, this is Hagen's dream tree, and the thing with dream trees are that if the tree is destroyed, the elf dies along with it. Yeah, so we have to protect that tree. We have to go get that tree. So you could, like, fly your hawk... To over the enemy to get us some more information because it yeah. has a higher perception than people. And you okay. guys have yeah. a, kind of a bond where it'll, you don't really, it's like you can't see through its eyes, you can't mentally connect, but you have, uh, it'll make a series of cries that you can kind of understand. How okay. big are those tents? Like, are we talking like 20 people or five people? Most of them uh, look like they're about big enough for four people. Okay. And one is clearly an officer's tent, which may have a table inside it. Who, who knows? But is larger okay. than the others. Can I do a, a little perception check for just like a vantage point? That would be good. A, a nice sniper's roost. Absolutely. Roll me a perception. Uh, 16. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, there, there's a nice big tree that'll have complete vantage over the entire area. I uh, put my hood on. I look at everyone else. If we kill them all, are we not just like them? Everyone uh, stands in silence for a second. I've always wanted to fly one of those airships. That's your response to the question? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that answers it. I don't oh, have to kill yeah. them. I can steal their airship. Or we can burn the airship down. Maybe all they want to do is kill Haggett. And we can't allow that. That's a possibility. They won't just stop at her birth tree. I don't see why you guys want to not kill these people. They obviously don't want us around. This is our land. And we have to protect it and protect our people that are in it. I'm okay with that. The way I see it, we put them in a position that they have to leave the tree. So we take their ship. Does it look like they're really preparing anything or are they pretty much done and waiting as you guys are looking you notice that they have now stepped back and are kind of examining it and if you follow your eye a little bit to the left you see two large burned out husks that contain stumps in the middle of them mm-hmm. that are kind of in a, much smaller than this one clearly they maybe did a little testing and are now going after a much larger tree well Valatha, i told you at the beginning of this you are my guide My head is all sorts of confused at the moment. So whatever you decide, I will follow. You stepped into this mission with honor. You will leave with honor. We're taking them out. I draw my bow. What is the first action each of you want to take? Now, what you're looking at is there are dwarves and a couple humans gathered around the tree to the far side. There are a couple of soldiers milling about on watch, I suppose. There is an older man in the center of the campsite talking to what appears to be two more monks 
and that's all you can see right now. Um, so where we are, it's snowy. So yes. technically, if we get the snow on top of the fire, it could put it out. Oh, absolutely. It could. Right. In, in fact, the, the tree itself mm-hmm. is laden with snow. Enough of a shock to it could probably dump that snow directly onto the fires below. Perfect. I say we take the ship and hit the tree with it. It should knock down all the snow and extinguish the fire. Does anyone know how to fly that thing? You can certainly try. Ruben Winks. <laughs> yeah. I saw it. Yeah, Ruben. Palathia and I will take the front lines as you take the ship. Yeah, I board the ship with Ruben. Okay. Well, um, I think I can two, run the, around the, the sneakiest sides. people should. And cut off like, the ropes. Should get on the ship. Yeah. There are six ropes holding the ship to the ground. I don't have anything to cut it with. Can I use my magic weapon that technically my boss? Oh, yeah. You can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. You just I, hack right through it. I think someone should take off the ropes. That's me. Someone fast should take out the ropes, slide around. Maybe even two of you should do it. While that's happening, someone just makes a straight line to that last rope, climb up to the top, and try to get on there. Valathia, I think you and I should hang out in the on the edge of the trees and start sending out a flurry of arrows I was to say, draw as much attention to the tree line as we can. Yeah. Saria should help Thalia cut the ropes and jump on the ship, and then Thalia can come join us while we're shooting the yeah. arrows. Um, okay. Let me cause the first distraction. Then we all go. Okay? Should I... Uh, Kick over any of those barrels while we're at it. Oh, oh uh, yeah, I wanted to do a perception on the barrels, see oh, if like, sure. I know what the liquid sure. or the liquid or something, like see if I can identify what's oh, going on there. You're pretty far away. It's possible you have heard of this because right. it was told of entail. So I would like you to roll a history. Can That's I right. roll too? Yeah, absolutely. Eighteen. Yes, you have. Okay. Uh, you have heard tale uh, because this is this is this has happened a couple times now. There is a dwarven acid, a highly combustible dwarven acid that is also used as an explosive at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only comes from Gal Hadir, so this would line up well. And you're assuming that's what this is. If they're heating it, they're heating it to explosion. Okay. As far as I know, with where the barrels are, if I were to hit a barrel, it would it affect the other barrels? I mean, just um, hitting it wouldn't do anything. But I wouldn't be able to. Maybe with a flare. Fire I was going to say with a flare. Yeah, it's possible. It's but what? Possible. But the problem is, obviously, I don't want to set off the other stuff because that's clearly to blow up the tree. Those barrels look far enough from that tree. Yeah. Where if you set them off, great, great. Is there a? Is there like a certain flare color I should use that? Like, do you know that would like be a kind of a interesting like message or something? Red. Should I just use red? I mean. I, how about green? Green little... means go. Green means go. Green <laughs> means go. Yes. Perfect. All right. So I go. I, yeah, that's all I do. I just turn to them. I haven't explained anything else. I put my hood up and I'm just like, green means go. While I, I see him kind of getting ready, can yeah. I like make a move getting closer while still hitting oh, in sure. the trees? Roll to... stealth. Okay. Yep. In fact, everyone you blow as this. they're in positioning. Yeah, moving roll, into position. Yeah. Roll stealth. Oh, fuck. Don't fuck this up, Pat. 25. 20. Nice. Ten. I'm good. That's good enough. 10. God. Nice. Good enough. Oh, yeah. Nothing I'm below 10, right? I'm at, I'm at 10. Yeah, exactly. All right. I get up in my tree. I get comfy. I take out an arrow and I draw it. Whatever the elven word for green is. I'm not going to make fair it up. Day. It, fair day. Carlos and I look at each other and like, oh. Mexican elves. Mexican <laughs> elves. <laughs> and I shoot it right at, uh, at, at one of the barrels. Roll to hit. 17. Yeah. So you line it up. You whisper green and elven. Verde, yeah. And you fire your arrow. There's a tiny little green glow and then all the barrels go up. A couple soldiers get thrown backwards. One yeah, one goes right off the cliff. Three other soldiers are killed straight out by the shockwave. Blood explodes from their noses and eyes and ears, and they simply collapse to the ground in heaps. Older guy in the center sees it happen, turns to the two monks around him, barks an order, and starts marching towards the airship. Saria is running towards the ropes of the the airship, and with her shield, she uses her shield to cut the rope. Yeah, totally. 
when these shields get turned into tower shields, they, yeah. they stop becoming round and a sharp point is yes. formed on the bottom so you guys can slam them into the ground and use them as cover. So you just slam right through that first rope and cut it clean. Yeah. I get two actions, yeah. right? So I'm going to do that to a second rope. 15, 16. Nice. So yeah. you slam into the first one, pick it up, and oh, wham, and slam it back down, and you've cut two ropes. Yes. Okay, well, I draw my longbow and just shoot at the first person. Two monks, uh, clearly another priest, uh, a couple soldiers, and a couple dwarves. Pick your target. Monk. Roll to hit. 20. 20. Natural 20? Yeah. Wow, that's definitely going to hit. Okay. You I threw like... it overhand. <laughs> I would love yeah. that. <laughs> so it was 14. And then times by two, or is that in total? Seven times two. Gotcha. So 14. So he doesn't even see 14 it coming. Deep. Just deep into his shoulder. His hand goes over, and his eyes go towards the uh, tree line, and he starts shouting for, you know, you know get on the ship, and... They're running towards the ship now. And do I get another pull? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go for him again. 29. Roll damage. Nine. Okay, that one, he reaches back and catches. And with his unwounded arm, he reaches yep. back, catches that one, drops it, and keeps and like is now escorting the older priest towards the ramp. Damn it. <laughs> All right, uh, so I'm going for the ropes. Yep. I'm actually going to use uh, my flurry of blows. Can I do this? Yeah, to sure, get, to why get... not? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. My attack action, which is going to be to the first rope. Wait, does he get multiple ropes? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's only oh. two within range. So There's only two in my... Well, there's two on the other side, cause, because cause these two are gone, so there's two more on this side of the ship, and then two others on the opposite side of the ship. So there's two you can take out so on I, this round. I probably don't need these. Probably not. Yep. Actually, can Talia take an action to run to the two ropes on the far side and yes. then do the flurry of blows to get the two on the opposite side? Yeah, because you can move that fast because you're a monk. So sure, why not? Sure. Absolutely. So then I'll get the two on the opposite side and you can take care of the next two on your next room. Uh, what do I roll? Just don't roll a one. Okay. <laughs> 17. Excellent. One. You You managed to cut a rope. Well <laughs> yes. And two, the other one is two well. ropes. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. So but you, you really were hack, punching them. You hack through one, you turn, you hack through the other one, done. All right. And the ship now, entire thing is kind of shifting a bit, and the and the ramp is just dragging in the snow. There's an old priest who's being escorted. Older, I should say. He's not. Okay. He's not as like decrepit or anything. But, but like, he's you know, older. 60s. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy who barked the orders, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, I target him with all three of my arrows. That seems sensible. Yes. Okay. So first arrow. Oh yeah, thirty. That's gonna hit. Dang. Yes. <laughs> Eleven damage. The other monk reaches across his body and grabs it right before it strikes him in, in the neck and drops it. <sighs> that monk. Okay. I'm still <laughs> shooting at him though. Yep. 16. That is not going to hit. That strikes him in his armored shoulder and falls to the ground. And the armor gets revealed as it cuts through his robe. One more time. 26. That's no, 25. Hit. That's still going to hit. 10 damage. That one, however, hits him in the back of the shoulder. Great. And he is bleeding. Great. And annoyed. Good. Excellent. That's what I wanted him to feel. <laughs> All this goes off at the same time. The arrow goes in the air. As soon as he sees the arrow, the green arrow flying in the air, Reuven takes off, and he actually gets to the first rope before it's cut, okay. and he starts climbing it to make it onto the ship. Uh, acrobatics? Come on. Come on. Uh, there we go. Yeah, 21. Yeah. Okay, so you get to that rope, and just as it's cut, your hand grabs the side of the ship. There is a large porthole, basically, that you could just squeeze yourself through and be right in. Okay, so I go in, and I, can I use my other action? Like, uh, it's going to take all of your action to get through. Okay, both of them? To climb and squeeze through and go up the rope and everything, and then boom, you're inside. But this is what you see. So roll me a uh, perception. 22. Okay, so you kind of drop down on the inside skin of this thing, and it's all this giant wooden and steam pipe thing. So there's a bunch of pipes on the inside. You kind of squeeze around. One of them's hot, so you're a little careful, and you drop down, and now you're in like an open bay. A ton more barrels, and there's some stripped-off branches that have been piled up, and uh, there's a large 14-foot-tall statue, it seems like, and then you hear like a 
and the head turns around uh, to face you, and the eyes glow as it begins moving. Uh oh, you're in a trap. Uh, <laughs> I take, uh, yeah, bonus action, right? Well, an action bonus, surge. You, yes, you can. Yes, you absolutely can do surge. that. Okay. Yep. So, did I see any stairs or any? There's like a wall and a, and a like a barn door set in that wall, and clearly a section of the ship beyond it. I want to head that way. You'd have to go through his threatened area to do that. Oh, really? You have to go literally, like, you know, past him. Yeah, then I want to uh, use my javelin on him, then. All right. Roll to hit. You fucking guys are playing with ropes outside. (laughs) 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 You went into the unseen area. Uh, So, 8 plus 7. Yeah, so 15. That is going to hit him. Uh, eight. Okay, so it just slams right into a wooden panel on the front of his chest, and steam bursts out from where you struck. It just kind of looks down and looks up and marches straight towards oh, you. He's a steampunk robot, motherfucker. <laughs> roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. All my forces in at 14. Are you kidding me? It was Carlos, Justine, me, Serena, Alex, the soldiers, then Mark. All right. (laughs) Oh, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Always going last. Always a bridesmaid. Um, (laughs) He's assessing the situation, making sure nothing else gets passed. He's just, he's, he's, he's being careful. He's educated. I'm meditating. That's yeah. right. Okay, Carlos, you're up. I get a bonus action to pull my spear out, right? Absolutely. Okay, so I pull my spear out. Roll me a strength. Natural 20. Oh, yeah. Right back in your hand. Yeah. And wasted that natural twenty though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I needed to get the spear out, right? Yeah. Um yeah, natural twenty two. though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, one. I got a lot of them, guys. Don't yeah. even worry about it. But I want to make my way to the door. If I if I run in the door, does he's directly get... behind you. Okay. Wait, no, the door to get past him? Yeah, to get past if him. If you run past him, he'll have an attack of opportunity. You know, okay. just kind of like yeah, but you could. I want to do that. Okay. All right, okay, then cool. you run past, he takes the attack of opportunity. Oh, and he rolls a one. He goes to grab you, and you just kind of duck under him, and you clip his foot with your spear as you run past, and the whole guy just kind of collapses into the wall. So you have knocked, so the, you don't really knock him down, but you helped yeah. him fall over, and now you're, you can make a straight run to the door. Yeah, so I make a straight run to that door. Mm-hmm. What, like, do I need yep. to? You grab the door handles, yeah. you hurl them open, and there are two very surprised soldiers uh, in what looks like it's kind of set up like a ship would be. There's one big, huge wheel in the center, and then there's two other places people would sit where there's a whole bunch of levers and shit you don't understand, but you do understand the wheel. Okay, so there's two guys, though. Yes, there are. Are they unarmed? They have, like, swords at their belts, but they're not currently carrying them. And I get my second action, though, right? I'm going to go after the first guy on the left. Six plus five, 11. That's going to hit. He's not wearing armor. So okay, cool. uh, go ahead and roll damage. Six. Yeah, these are just guys. So, yeah, that drops him. You just put it right into his a chest and he collapses. And I'm going to do the action surge to take out the other guy. Nice. Okay. Right? Yeah, you can absolutely do that. Use all the moves on that piece of paper right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, there's no reason not to. Yeah. You can take your long rest later. 18 plus five. Oh, yeah. So you throw open these doors. Before these guys even react, one of them has a spear in his chest. You pull it back, kind of spin around. I'm pretty sure this Uh, is... Three. Oh, okay. So you cut his throat, and he's bleeding, and he's got his hands grasping at it, and he's obviously very stunned and looks terribly afraid. Cool. Justine. So you can see a trio of dwarves that are now making their way away from the trees. They seem to be bickering at each other as they're heading towards the uh, ship. One of them's shouting, once it started, it can't be stopped, and... The other one's just saying, just get to the ship. It doesn't matter anymore. Then there's the uh, older guy walking up the ramp, and there's the two uh, monks with him. I'll take out the old guy. Nice. Take a shot. 21. 21's going to hit. Roll damage. Nine. Nine. Again, reaches out across him, Those grabs the arrow, and monks. drops it. Yep. <laughs> That's what they're there for. Arrow catchers. 
I swear to God, if I get close enough, I'm going to snap their neck between my legs. Wow. Is that flirting? <laughs> no, it's not. So oh, yeah. Flirting. I get another I get yep. another roll. I'm going to do that one. Re- the next one comes really fast. As that oh, yeah. monk's catching that one, I shoot the other one off at that fucking monk. At the one who just caught the arrow. Yes. Nice. Uh, 29. That's going to hit. Go ahead and roll damage. I'm going to say this is the one that already took an arrow earlier. Uh, seven. Yeah, that's going to do it. So he takes a second arrow in the chest and goes down. Now the older guy is on the ramp with one monk. So let me ask you a logistics question. Go right ahead. I know that a monk only has two arms. I also get three shots. Yes. <laughs> can I shoot all three arrows at once? You can shoot all three arrows in such rapid succession that he would not be able to stop all of them. So that's what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm still going for the old guy. Nice. Who, in my mind, is super old. I know you said he was in my mind. He's so old. I'm killing him. It's just that that guy from... It's the the, uh, the old guy guy from from Emperor's New Groove. Oh, Oh, no. no. (laughs) That works, too. That's perfect. So first arrow. 19. 19 will hit. Roll damage. Uh, Nine. And he catches that one and drops it. That's that's another botch. I would I like you to make a dexterity save, please. At this point, I whisper, you're the worst partner. <laughs> oh, I'm no. You make me want to worship the devil. <laughs> 11. Okay, so you are just moving quickly, and you pull that second arrow back. You pull it so hard, it snaps in your hand, and you take three points of damage as it cuts into your palm and negates your third attack. Oh, no! Yep. No. You guys. Sorry. Um, I saw my move. Yes. You have an action, an action a second move? He's a well, move. I haven't moved at all. He's a move. Just, oh, yeah, okay. Just firing. Yeah, gotcha. I just started shooting from the wood line. What I'm wondering is, they said once it starts, it can't stop. Right. So... I want to position myself by the dream tree where next turn I can start dumping snow on top of okay. of the reaction that's going on. So there. you're basically fired twice and then you've moved 30 feet towards the dream. Well, 50 feet towards the dream tree. Yeah. So you're basically, you'll be there the next round. I'm more disappointed in myself than you guys oh. are. <laughs> so um, there's two more rope on the Zeppelin. Correct. I'm going to use my shield and hit one of the rope. Did so, you not roll a one? I did not roll a one. Hey, Pat, that's how it's done. <laughs> I did not roll a one. So you cut through the first Great. rope. I cut through the first rope. And then um, with the second, my second action, can I, I don't know if this is possible, but I want to climb up one of the ropes and then cut it behind me. Sure. Uh, roll me a uh, acrobatics. All right. 17. Yeah. There's a couple platforms on the outside of it. Yeah. And so you're going to hop up on one of those platforms and just slice the rope behind Perfect. you. Perfect. And now the craft is completely free. The ramp is heading towards the edge of the cliff. And no one's in control of it. Someone is. Alex. <laughs> About to be. Um, <laughs> assessing the scene. Yep. The airship is free. Yep. I can see. Reuven? Reuven. Well, he's in the ship, so he's gone. From your oh, that's, I thought you were up yeah. on the top. No, no, no I guess there was a, it. yeah, there's like yeah. a, there was like a porthole and he went through the porthole. So he's in the middle of the ship, inside the ship. Right, but you escaped the golem. So where were you after that? You, you it's just another room. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like the door. pilot's room. Like yeah. the, the, he hasn't okay. really escaped that golem yeah. yet. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but you still, you still, you avoided it. For yeah. A I'm bit, yeah. like, he's yeah. in the living room and I'm hanging yeah. out here in the kitchen. You Regardless. Regardless, I have no idea any of that's going on. Correct. Okay. So, Ruben's disappeared into a porthole. I do I see uh uh see. Sar- Saria on on the top of the ship? Uh, yeah, kind of like on the edge of it. Do what do I see as far as like the dwarves? Like what is everyone doing so the, otherwise? The, Besides the priest who is Right. They're basically inside the ship at this point. The dwarves are running as fast as they can because they're going to try and catch the ramp before it goes over the edge. But they're just going to make it if they do make it. The dwarves. Mhm. Um <laughs> as far as the fires under the troughs. Yes. Big? Oh, yeah. I couldn't like, just, like, shoot three... an arrow like a hockey, like, skate and, like, scoot, like, like just skirt <laughs> snow into it. Or, like, if I shoot, I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't do anything like that. Here's what you think from your vantage point. Yes. There's three separate bonfires. This is a very large tree. And on three corners of it is what is the equivalent of a bonfire. If you were to fire into the branches above it, 
with a flare arrow that has a little pop at the end of it. You should be able to shake enough snow to drop and knock out one bonfire with each arrow. Without any direction further, I'm going to shoot at a... Um, ah, God, should I go for... Do I have a shot at the priest? But he's 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 got half cover at this point, yeah. so yeah, but not as clear as those dwarves, and not the monk that's guarding him. No, not the monk. When same exact same thing, exact because they're time. basically in the ship. So I'm shooting uh, from my my vantage point at one of the dwarves going for the for the ramp. Yep, a twenty two. That's gonna hit, and I hit with my sneak attack, which yields a seventeen. Yeah, she goes down. The other dwarves see her fall. One of them goes to get her. The other one grabs her and drags her up and, you know, is like, leave her. And then they keep running. Uh, the soldiers are up. Okay. Uh, the dwarves are going to make a run for it. And they are they are at the ramp now. And they are going to try and get onto the ramp. Isn't the ramp? We're, we're dragging. Really... So it's actually almost at the cliff. So they. But aren't on... we up in, isn't it floating up in the air? No, after it's it got just released? sliding sideways right okay. now. It hasn't, it hasn't gone up yet. There are four propellers, two on either side of the craft that are kind of out and above, that are lazily turning, but not really spinning. And those give the ship lift. That allows it to go up and down on a plane. Right now, all it has is neutral buoyancy. And it's not a perfectly balanced ship, so it is tilting a little bit to the right and sliding right towards that cliff. Gotcha. Yeah. So they were able to get to the ramp and just get onto it as it slides out over the edge. And now there's basically two dwarves kind of half on a ramp that's now over the edge of this cliff. Gotcha. Uh, you hear a sound behind you that is clearly the sound of a clockworks golem writing itself. And uh, you hear like clomp, clomp coming towards the cockpit. Also, at the same time, uh, the anti-theot and uh, the monk come on board. The monk dashes towards the cockpit and is there. So you are going to be engaged with him on the next round. And coming behind you is this old man with a staff that is now glowing bright purple. No one killed an old man with a staff? No one did that? No, no one no killed one, him. No, no one killed one. him? Not even got we no tried to him. shoot. We shot a lot yeah. of arrows at him. Yeah, God, he, did, damn it. He, did, he did take a hit, but he's still going. Okay. The, those yeah. monks grabbed all the arrows. Mm -hmm. Can I, like, jump in to get closer into wherever Carlos is. You could make a running leap. You know, it just just went out over the cliff, but you could make a running leap I'm onto do it. That. All right, I would like you to roll me an athletics. Uh, Seventeen. Yeah. You take a running leap and boom, you're on the platform. Your feet are steady. There are two dwarves directly in front of you, and that's where you are. I'm going to uh, fury of blows. Nice. Uh, so 19 and then... Hit the first one. 16. Hit the second one. Roll me some damage. Five plus... Five. Yep, Ten. okay. And, and the second one? Seven. You crack the first one. Yeah! Bins her completely around, and she goes right over the edge and is now falling a good three or four hundred feet towards the water below, so she's going to die. The second one, Jesus. you crack, and she kind of stumbles and is like like a little dazed and grabs a rope just before she falls over the edge. So she's still up, uh, but you took a pretty good shot at her. Oh, it's back up to me? Yep. Basically. A monk just charged in. Yep. I am going to hit him with my my spear. Excellent. Roll to hit. Uh, 16 plus 5. Yeah, that's going to hit. 2 plus 2 is 4. Okay, so you go to stab him straight into the chest. He turns a little bit and you kind of tear right along his front. I want to do this disarming attack, though, on that hit. Uh, well, he's not hes not carrying a weapon. Oh, I thought he had a sword. No, he's no, hes a monk. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you could trip him. Yeah, so I'll do the trip attack. Okay. It Were says you... when you hit a creature with yeah. a weapon attack, you can expend one superiority die to attempt to knock the target down, add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll, and if the uh, target is large or small, it must make a strength saving throw. Okay, so uh, roll your damage, roll the die, and then I'll make a saving throw. Six. Nice. And that is a nine. He comes charging in. You stab him. He rolls around it. You catch him in the shoulder. Then you swing kind of back around, catch his legs, and sweep them right out from underneath them. And crack, he falls to the ground. 
That's my action. I want to make a move. You spent a second action. You can make. You can move now. Sure. Okay. To the controls. So superiority dice that right. counts as a move. That counts as an action. Well, you went to. Oh, wait a minute. No. Because I get two actions. You do get two actions. So that's okay. Did not count as an action. That was an okay. action on top of an action. So yeah, you can you can hit a button. Okay. Cool. So you got two levers. One to the left. <laughs> one to the right. And a wheel. What do you want to do? <laughs> Uh, so wait, this one, there's one to the left, one to the right. Yep. One both move, move they forward, both forward and, back. and backwards. Both are in what seems to be neutral positions on either side of the wheel right now. Uh, I want to take the one on the right mm-hmm. and push it forward. Okay. Yeah, baby! Right, so yeah! Slam that one forward. Yeah. And the there's a shudder as the whole ship begins to rise. Fuck. So the ship is now 30 feet in the air and has cleared oh. the cliff face completely. Okay. I was hoping it's gone. So is this level with me then? I was hoping Where that was forward. Yeah, about okay. level with you, exactly. Right. Yeah. It swung around completely, so you can see down through yeah. the ship now, and you can see a giant clockworks golem right. that's kind of like getting onto its feet as a man with a staff barks orders at it. Sure. It, yeah, that's what you seem to be seeing right now. Are we um, headed towards the tree, though? No, you are, you are now. Oh. So what you have done, the tail end is now facing back towards this way, and the entire ship is now I want out it to go that way, though, here. right? Yes, correct. Okay. But I can't move the steering wheel or anything? Not until next round. Gotcha. Yep. What do I see? You see the whole ship has now gone out over the edge. Right. You see him uh, making his way towards the dream tree. You see the water or the liquid in the troughs around the dream tree bubbling up, spattering, and as little teeny flecks of it hit the fires be- uh, below. How is that liquid into... around the dream, tree, the dream tree? It's in these semicircle troughs that have been attached to the tree. Okay. And the fire is underneath it, and they're boiling against the tree. The dwarves had gotten to the platform. Uh, all the soldiers and everything dealt with in the campsite is dealt with. Automil's the only one left, really. You could fire at the tree and try and knock snow down into those. Uh... I'll do that. All right, roll to hit. Funny. All right, so an arrow flies past you, hits the tree about maybe 20 feet up. It's a pop and a big clump of snow that falls down and boom, knocks out one of the fires. Two left. Two left. And I'll go for the other one. Try to keep up, Automil. As she misses her box. Yeah. <laughs> Try to keep um, up. Yeah. It's, she it's hits kind of... me with her day. Okay. 21. Yeah. And then another batch of snow fits. There's like one fire left. Bubbling and little drops of the liquid are now yeah, so I'm going totally and catching fire. Out. All right. Because I'm super close to it, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I just pick up as big handfuls of snow. You can also fire an arrow directly above it, just like she did. Yeah, I'll do yeah. that too. Uh, whatever, whatever yeah, appears be to be the easiest. easiest way to do it. Don't roll a one. Don't tell me that. There we go. Oh. Yeah. Thirty. You walk up a little closer than you normally would, just to make sure. <laughs> and you launch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you stand it. on your tippy toes. <laughs> you launch it right in there. There's a pop, a big clump full of snow, and a sizzle, and all the fires are out. So I turn and I look at the blimp that's floating mm-hmm. around. Do I? What can I see in through like any of the windows or anything? You roll a perception. Twenty-three. So as the entire ship kind of rotates and the side of it comes available, there's a one porthole that you see and just a big glowing head. Some sort of weird mechanical thing with glowing eyes is right there through that porthole. Can I try to shoot yes, through the porthole? Yes, Fuck you can. Yeah, with I disadvantage. Do. Disadvantage? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the oh, one I'm going to take. There's the four. And <laughs> yep, damn. Four plus. But four plus 11, 15. Oh my god, is that actually going to hit? Hang on. Yeah, that hit. So you yeah. strike it right So I ahead. aim through the porthole. Yep. Automil's back. <laughs> <laughs> 11 damage. You got one more shot at him. Yep, I got him. For nine more damage. Nice. Yeah, those went deep into his neck, and one kind of like wedged into the gear of his neck, and you see the head kind of click, 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 trying to turn left, and it can't anymore. Nice. 
Serena. So what's the situation on the Zeppelin? Is the um, priest... It's now a good 30 feet out over the cliffside. The priest is in the Zeppelin. One dwarf is wounded, hanging onto the edge of the Zeppelin. Thalia is on the plank going into it with that other wounded dwarf. And Reuben is inside somewhere. I want to get inside of it more and um, target the priest. Or you can just drop down inside. So you're at mm-hmm. opening that you could crawl into, drop a couple feet down, but you'll be in the room with the golem and the priest. Great. So I'm going to get into that room. Done. And I want to use um, my lance and my like shield. Yeah. And I just like want to like run full force okay. at uh, probably the golem. The golem's bigger than the priest, right? You're going to try and push the golem out of the ship is what you're yeah. trying to do. Oh, it's try, like, 14 feet tall, just so you know. Mm, 14 feet tall? It's big. It's very big. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Don't tell yeah. me the ads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, instead of doing that, because yeah. uh, it's really tall, I'm gonna do the, that with the priest. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna shove the priest out. Fantastic. Yeah. Roll Here we it. go. So then I'm at twelve. Okay, twelve. No. Uh, you Dang. go to hit him, and he's a little more wily than he looks, and he just steps out of the way, and you whiff completely. Cool. I'm gonna try it again. Nice. <laughs> um, 14 plus 7 is a high number. That catches him. So he steps out of the way. You spin as Mm -hmm. he steps out of the way and just come completely around with your shield and clock him with it. I would like a strength roll. 20. (laughs) Okay. So you clock him. He stumbles, stumbles back and falls out the back. He like goes to grab onto the edge at the last second. He lets go of his spear and it clumps to the ground as he desperately claws and just slides right out and into oblivion, basically, as he's plummeting 300 feet down to the water. We're going to have to confirm the kill and find that body. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Alex. You just saw the older man fall and plummet. You see a, a dwarf writing herself near Thalia, uh, you can kind of see down that plank and you can see, the, roll me a perception to see what you can see, actually. Uh, that's a... Perfect. You can see the golem clear as day and he went to go grab after the old man. The old man fell and he stopped and he's now stood back up. His arms are now at his side and his chest is glowing red hot. And I can't, I can't perceive anything further from that as far as like my knowledge of what is actually happening with him. Roll me another, maybe like a investigation. Yeah, investigation. Just sure. in case. <laughs> Four. Nope. You just, you just don't know what's going on. Can't solve every problem with an arrow, right? You can uh, try. Uh, okay. You found one yet? So there's what is glowing. There's been steam pouring off this thing the entire time. There's not anymore. And its chest has begun to glow red. This is the golem? Yes. Okay. Ugh, I just, oh man, I don't, I want to, sh- I want to do something, but I don't, f- I, I worry about exploding the thing and then bl- killing everyone. And you're right over a cliff. About a good 60 feet over that cliff right now. Mm. Can, I can't see anything else on the golem that would like lead to like some kind of weak spot or some kind of. Like, you, rolled a, you rolled a 20. Yeah. On the back of the golem are these two huge barrels. And even though there's no more steam coming off him, there seems to be a lot of steam leaking through the cracks on those barrels on his back. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for one of those barrels then. That seems sensible. Fantastic. Perfect. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Okay. Is 20? That is yeah. a natural 20. So yeah. I would like you to roll all of your normal damage and then double it. Kill that guy. 12... Plus seven, Ooh. which is 19, plus five, which Ooh. is 24, 48. which is 48. It's this weird calm that I've never experienced before because there's the chaos. Like, I've never fought with a crew, so I'm usually just by myself killing people that have no idea where it's coming from. But now there's an actual danger that I have to save people. There's, like, an extra stress level, and this just makes me focus up even more than I've ever focused before. And I take it back and I take a deep breath, steady myself. I let it fly. 
The clockwork's giant shudders as your arrow sinks deep into its back and an explosion of steam rockets through and out the back of the ship. The dwarf that was just hanging on is blown away and falls helplessly into the void. The red glow of the construct's eyes fade away and it just falls into an inanimate heap of brass and wood. Are no more enemies. So you're, out of, you're out of initiative, but you are in a ship that is now 60 feet out over this ledge. What do you want to do? We're not in initiative. We're not, not in initiative. Yeah. You can do whatever you I want. I just got dead guys around. Yep. Um, and so, a monk hanging off the back, who I assume is making your way to the cockpit at this point, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's going to do anything, but I'm going to grab the ropes. Oh, you can. They're it, on the it ground is, still. It is. Tr- I would say. Oh no, they're not still, on the ground because they were. Wait, they were. They were attacked at the edge, so they're hanging from the ship. Two long ropes. Yeah. yeah. I would say one of them is dragging. Who's? You'd be closest. You could yeah. shout at him to grab that rope if you want to. I grab it. All right. I want you to roll strength. That hit too many dicks. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't think I rolled a five. Okay. <laughs> five plus. Oh, you're sleepy. Five plus what? One. Okay. You are drugged clear out over the edge. I want you to roll a dexterity save. Oh, my God. Oh, God, no. There we go. Okay. You are hanging off a rope over the edge, just dangling. But you got it. Hey, guys, I got the rope. (laughs) I I wasn't going to grab it. (laughs) No, no, that would have been a much smarter move not to. So, Reuven takes the, uh, the other lever. Yes. And he pulls it back, hoping yep. that it'll go in reverse. And he's kind of just like parallel parking it. So you grab the other lever and slam it backwards. The nose of the ship dips a little and starts to swing back to the left. So the ship is now both sinking and turning back towards the land. By the time you get to it, the nose should just make it over the cliff. That's great for you. Not so good for Automil, who's dangling about 20 feet below the ship and is looking at the side of a sheer cliff. But I'm over land, right? No. No. Oh, so I climb up as quickly as I can. I need you to roll strength. There we go. Nat 20. Hey, I saved my mistakes. All about saving himself, but not the squad. (laughs) Not the squad. (laughs) Fortunately, you can climb fast as well, and you just get over the edge as it slams. Well, no, actually, it clears it because you're 30 feet up. Yeah, we're 30 feet up. He just gets up over the edge. Oh, he almost hits it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And you're basically like, you know, your feet are running on the ground as you're... Like, go with the rope. Um, now I'm that pulling it down! On the ground, I'm pulling it down! Uh, I'm a god! So I go into the cockpit where Reuven is. Totally. I don't know how close the levers are, right. but I figured with between the both of us, yeah. we can figure out how to steer the ship into the tree. Sure, Because that's totally. what we want to do. We want to stop do we? the fire. We already put out the fire. The, well, the fire's out. Yeah. The fire's out? We don't yeah. need to do yeah, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're just, oh. you're, you're just trying for him not to... He would... You're very lucky you got that shot. That thing was going to blow up and kill him. So I was going to take out one of you. But now you just going to land this thing without yeah. killing yourselves. Great. So yeah. that's what I'm going to help you with. Okay. Just landing. Yeah. I, just at this point, uh, Roaming Intelligence. 12. Yeah. So you run up in there. You're between the three of you, you managed to like half crash it. into the ground, yeah, but it's that's down. Fair. Yeah, it's down. <laughs> and I act like I had something to do. He's pulling it. Yeah, hand over yeah. hand, pulling it down. Yeah. It's I, totally crashed and burned, yeah. and you're still like... <laughs> I am a god. Drag yourself towards it. God! Yeah. So it is crashed and down. The fires are out. The people are dealt with who aren't all dead. And if you look over the edge, you can see that these ships have pulled the trees up that have been already. So there were two trees that were knocked down. They've pulled them up onto their decks and are beginning to raise sails. Is that end of episode? Unless or? you want to do something. I mean, they're 300 feet down. What do you want to do? I want to cra- down there. I want to crash that airship right I now. I want to crash that airship right now. Push it over right the now. edge. Yeah. Hey, I pulled it all the way down. What? Let's do did this. you? Did, you did what? I, mean, I, I the tanks are still going. If you hit let's that push lever, it over. it'll raise up. Are there push any more? It over. Are there any more barrels? Oh yeah. 
There are. Let's start throwing barrels. Yeah. Can, can we throw some barrels down you there? You can absolutely. There are four barrels. Oh, hell I yeah. I throw some barrels Wait, the what barrel? Oh, on the ship. Yeah. yeah. You That's could perfect. do that. You would have. Uh, you would be able to get those four barrels over the edge and towards them before. All right, so you have to. I so, pick up a barrel and I chuck it. It's too heavy to pick up. You have to roll them to the edge. Okay, so I roll it to over. the edge and I kick it over. But wait, we have to have someone like. Well, he shoot just shoved it. the first one. Okay, so, someone has to shoot it now with an arrow before falling, it hits the ground. Falling, I'll shoot it. Right, oh, roll yeah. to hit it. At disadvantage. But it has to be like one of those green arrows, yeah, right? Totally. Yeah. 13. 13, okay. So, no, wait. 19. Nice. So Sorry. you push one over the edge and she just lines it up and lines it up and fires. Explodes maybe about halfway down into just this rain of liquid fire, and the mm. first boat gets struck by enough of it that its sails are now burning. Let's do it to the second boat. Yeah, yeah I grab the second barrel and I kick it off the edge. Who's firing at this one? I'll do it. All right, fire to hit. Jesus. <laughs> Twenty-two. You hit. It explodes again. A rain of fire goes down. Both ships are now, uh, their sails are fully engulfed, so they are on fire. You want to keep going? Um, yeah, let's do more. Yeah, I, I take the, girls. yeah, well, what about the airship? Can I, what way is it facing? Can I just go in, pull a lever, run out real quick while it, like, careens yes, down it there? Yes, just go forward, yeah. Great. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Right, good enough. I'm going to crash Wait, it Wait, but it won't, it won't fall down. We have to pull the other le- level to make it fall down. Correct. Oh. Yeah, you won't be able to do that. Can I hit two left? Oh, because yeah, so one goes forward, and then you'd have to pull the other one down to make it go down. Oh. If you tie a rope to one of the levers yeah. and attach the other end of the rope to one of my arrows, I can shoot it the other way out of the ship, right? Is the, are they long enough to do that? Yeah, sure. To where yeah. the lever will be pulled. Yes. Hell yeah, let's yeah. do that. While no one's on the ship. Roll to hit. Okay. Let's do that. We can, <laughs> we can go down there, though, in the airship. Yeah, but go down there onto the boats the that we just started on fire? Yeah, why not? <laughs> why would we do that? I don't <laughs> Sounds know. Sounds like no, a really bad idea. We have let's an airship, though. We have yeah. an airship. Why would we destroy it? Oh, do we know how to operate? Because we don't give a fuck about the ship. Do we, though? Because this is our home. We're not going to... We haven't crashed it. I feel like it's broken. It is a little damaged. Let's just send it down there and let the ship go on its way. Yeah. Use their own shit to destroy them. All right. So I would like a hit roll from you for the arrow. Mm-hmm. I would like a general strength roll from you. Great. Was, oh, a hit roll. Yeah, just roll a hit. Uh, oh, boy. Um, a hit roll with dexterity. 11. Yeah, double hit it. But you just, just, it's a non-moving thing, so you strike it. You set it, you like kind of anchor the rope as it's moving forward, and the whole, the weight of it kind of pulls it forward as it 16. clears. Yes, perfect. As it clears the front, and it just, you just see this kind of like these these propellers on this on the um, side that are just geared up as it goes over the edge to point upwards, and the whole thing just goes right over the edge and is now going straight down with considerable speed. All right, uh, you watch it, and. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay, so the uh, one ship has been able to get its uh, sails out as this thing just descends straight into it, straight down, right through the middle of the deck, splitting the ship in half as it kind of folds up over. There's a huge splash of water as the whole thing turns. The airship falls onto its side and simply explodes. The first ship is blown to pieces. The other ship is caught on its side and just rocks over to the side. And with the extra weight of the tree on it, capsizes and is now sinking. The threat is destroyed. Everyone has lived. Um, And you're just all now standing at a cliff face as the sun begins to set on a fully saved Ironwood forest. Um, I I mean, my last thing is I go over to the one dwarf that I killed that survive like didn't fall off a cliff and i i collect oh, my the arrow bushiest eyebrow oh, the bushiest just a big thick bushy eyebrow yep. for you as the would you say the sun's setting or the sun's rising setting setting great yeah. so i walk up to reuven and very very subtly grab his hand and watch the sunset and uh reuven under his breath says i guess you got your wish i've learned something today that being a god takes a tremendous amount of responsibility and something that maybe those who aren't gods can also assume. As you say that, from the vantage points you guys have way over in the void, 
there is an explosion of purple energy that just flies upwards and crackles along the edges of the world storm. Hundreds and hundreds of miles of just this purple, violet lightning that seems to just encompass the sky and then smolders into nothing. God's Fall is written, produced, and edited by myself, Aram Vartian. If you want up-to-the-minute information about the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at GodsFallDC. Special thanks to our good friends at BattleBards for giving us access to their incredible catalog of richly produced sounds. Be sure to check them out at BattleBards.com. And a special thanks to all of our loyal Patreon supporters. Without you, this show could not continue. If you'd like to support God's Fall, get access to exclusive Patreon supporter content and get episodes of Season 3 before they're released publicly, head over to patreon.com godsfall. That's all from us this week. We have original maps, art, character sheets, and more on our website at godsfall.com as well as links to our Patreon account and official God's Fall t-shirts. So see you next time in the world of the Five Kingdoms. show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com. <laughs>